Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. I'm your host, Jake. And I'm your host, Kyle. Welcome back, everybody. Jake, you're starting this week. You have the fun fact this week. All of those things. But first, tell us what you're drinking this week. Okay, so um, I need you to pick what I'm going to drink because I couldn't. So I have four shelves on my beer fridge. Pick a shelf. Shelf number... Drum roll. I can't drum roll. Uh, Three. Are we going from the top or the bottom? I'm going from from the top. Third one down. Third one down. Okay. Uh, One, two, or three? Two. All right. Beer number one for this week (laughs) is uh, Pipeworks Brewing Round of Margs, which is a uh, sour ale that's supposed to taste like a margarita. Sour ale that's supposed to taste like a margarita. That might be something that I'd be interested in. I'll let you know if it's good. Because I used to, it's not that I liked, but I definitely could tolerate like the limeritas, like those I thought were yeah. pretty okay. So yeah, they're if palatable. If it is a beverage that tastes like a margarita, I could probably deal with it. There we go. What are you drinking? Uh, You know what? Because you're going to go with a sour, I'll do it. I wanted to do this one second, but I won't. I'm going to start off with Fluffy Shenanigans, which is a strawberry marshmallow kettle sour that sounds delicious so if you know anything about me i don't fucking like sours but i appreciate the fact that people can do a really good job of incorporating flavors into sours i just don't really like the idea of having a sour beer so i'm trying to get myself around that um we'll see how this one goes this is from tembler brewing it's actually kind of a cool can it's got a bunch of strawberries that are dressed up in different ways i like it yeah a bunch of strawberry emojis All right, so the fun fact of the week. Did you know that nutmeg is a hallucinogen? Yes, but I don't remember like how you have to consume it in order for it to be, do you have to smoke it? Uh, No, just it it, uh, contains myristicin, a natural compound that has mind-altering effects if ingested in large dosages. I don't know how large of a dosage. How much nutmeg do you need to be hallucinogenic i spelled that right the first you time go. you lying says two Dave. just two tablespoons of ground nutmeg one just three straight up nut- raw yep that'd two be like the cinnamon challenge you'd fucking cough that all oh, yeah. back out there's no that'd way be- you'd actually be able to consume two tablespoons you said table not tea right yeah two tablespoons that's of ground a lot. nutmeg one to three whole nutmegs or five grams of powdered nutmeg May cause clinical signs of hallucinations, nausea, and severe amesis. What's a nutmeg? I had no clue. Interesting. Yeah, I couldn't. I physically could not stomach that much nutmeg if I tried. Huh. I don't think I've ever seen a nutmeg. Yeah, me neither. This is a new world for me. I was today years old when I learned this, and by that I mean I literally googled it right before the podcast, as everybody knows. Hey, nothing so like that Ooh, cumin is really fucking weird looking too. Cumin looks anyway. like something. Uh, it's like almost like a seed. Carly says, "Do it, do it right now, do it right now, do it, Jake, right uh, now." I'm not yeah, gonna if do you that. Can stomach two tablespoons of nutmeg by all means, do it. I don't man. even think I have nutmeg. If I'm being honest with you, and that's not a cop out. That's legitimately, I do not think I have it. I probably do, and I am absolutely not going to eat two tablespoons of nutmeg. I can tell you that much. David <clears> says we lion, and he says that it sounds horrible. David, good to see you in the chat, man. It's been a while. Jake doesn't pay attention soon. when I talk, so when I said earlier that David said you lying and put it on the screen, he just didn't listen to me. Zone mm. me right out. 
This definitely doesn't taste like a margarita that much, but it definitely <clears throat> tastes like... I get the idea of where it's going with. Have you ever had a margarita that has like the beer in it? And it's very light on the tequila, but very beer heavy. But you get like Coronita. the citrusiness. Yeah, kind of. But yep. it, like, imagine that, but poured with a little tequila. That's what this is. It's pretty good. Good start. I like tequila. I do like tequila. I fucking love tequila. We had a we had Palomas the other day, and it was a great time. This isn't. Anyways, bad. I'll talk more later. But go ahead. I like it. I like that we're off to a not bad start with you. So Kyle, as always with this podcast, we bring up random topics. Sometimes we don't know what those topics are going to be until we get to this podcast. That is the whole premise. And by that, I mean sometimes even (laughs) oh, you know your own topics. Yeah, that is correct. We're going to talk about until we get to the podcast. So Kyle, I want to ask you one thing to start off with, and then we'll see if that that branches off into anything (laughs) from there. What is your opinion on sports leagues in general and having a salary cap versus a salary floor? The reason I bring this up is, right, we have the NFL that's currently still active. MLB is not active right now. NBA, uh, NHL, that other one, you know, that one's active right now too. Um, All of these leagues have this implemented in it in some way, shape, or form. And it's pretty industry specific like a lot of roles you know you could have uh, you could be in organization and there's nothing that says you have to pay your organization a minimum amount of money and there's also a maximum amount that you can pay them too like there's a minimum wage we know that um but there's no like you can't spend over this much to bring people into your organization so do you think it makes sense in sports and if you do do you prefer that leagues have a salary cap or a salary floor uh, that's interesting, I guess. Uh, I'm uneducated on this topic. I will start off by saying that, <clears throat> but I can educate you if you have any questions. I think it makes sense that there should be a salary cap from a competitive stance because teams like as a Dallas Cowboys fan, it is one of the high, the highest grossing, uh, sports franchises in existence. Definitely in football. I could be wrong about that, but I'm like pretty sure about that. It grows to some of the most money. And so if you didn't yeah. have a salary cap, they could outpay every player and outcompete the entire NFL all the time, right? So like from a competitive advantage standpoint, it makes sense to have a salary cap. I've never thought about a salary floor before. <clears throat> so I, I can just, tell you I, the sport yeah, that I can tell you the sport that the salary floor argument comes up in the most, and it's major league baseball. Um and there's just there's always been teams that spend less money than other teams. That's a, a known fact, right? Sure. It happens in every league. Um, the Bears in the NFL right now have $120 million in cap space next year. Like we have not, we are not spending as much money as a lot of other teams. Sure. But in the MLB, there's really no advantage to it, right? Because the MLB draft is such a crapshoot compared to every league's draft is a crapshoot. But the MLB draft specifically is a crapshoot. But you have teams where there are there are two teams in baseball currently. Who are whose entire twenty six man payroll is less than some individual players are getting paid, and so the argument is often brought up: Why is there not a, a salary floor in baseball to make it more competitive? Because you have teams like this, the Oakland Athletics. They made a whole movie about how little money they like to spend, and there, there's other teams that are like that. Someone when was the last time they won a World Series? The Athletics. Yeah. Two thousand. Was that two thousand three? Because I mean, it like. 
that's kind of like my counterpoint to this is like if an organization doesn't want to spend the money and they don't want to win, then fuck them. Like, I'm not going to be, a, you know, like, don't be a fan. But, and that's where I make up uh, a little. Uh, so the last time they won a World Series was 1989. Um, it's a long time ago. It's been a long time. Coming from uh, a Dallas they, fan. They've been competitive. They've had good teams, as are the Tampa Bay Rays. They're a team that's frequently one of the lower spenders, the Kansas City Royals, Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> There's a lot of teams there. and and But the argument that I have against the salary cap, the team with the highest payroll in baseball has not won a World Series in quite some time. It's typically one of the teams that spends more money, but There's it's no never, salary cap. There is and isn't. There is a cap that you can spend, but it's not like a hard cap. It's if you go over it, you pay a tax penalty. Like it, so they call it the luxury tax. So there's different tiers that you can go over and you okay. sacrifice more things more and more you sure. go over. And it's basically just a, a percentage of your payroll. You have to pay back to the league or pay back to other teams. I don't quite know who it goes to, but so the argument often gets brought up in baseball that there should be at least a salary floor, right? These teams are making no team in baseball is valued as at less than a billion dollars. Like mm -hmm. these teams are very liquid assets that make a lot of money constantly. Yeah really never struggle to make money like and if they are they're doing something wrong and it's often because the product on the field is bad so baseball is where it gets brought up the most other leagues have it but it's such an infrequent thing that teams would ever approach it and baseball doesn't have a salary floor so i think the argument i have is that more leagues should have a salary floor as opposed to a salary cap i guess that my counter question to you then is like what is the gross income of the about like the different baseball teams because is it is it like a, a large spread between the lowest earning and the highest earning let me pull that up because i just don't know the answer to that because if if every team is averaging within you know 50 million dollars of each other call it like annually something like that right then they don't have the 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 sheer funds to pay their way into the best team in the league right <clears throat> Like even so, if they wanted to, right? They couldn't. So the annual revenue of the lowest earning team in baseball last year in 2021 was $208 million. Okay, that's significant then. And oh, okay, that, never mind. Never mind. Go ahead. Say And that organization is valued at $1.18 billion. Okay, and then what was the highest earning? $565 million. Okay, so like $300 million difference between top and bottom somewhere in there? Yeah, 350, call it. Okay, call it 350. So, uh, also, hello, Dave. Thank you for uh, joining the podcast. Uh, if, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I have a, a good good answer for this because I think that there is a significant amount of money in baseball that they could buy their way to the top. But like, like you said, um, it hasn't really been happening. So, like, the statistics would show that even though they can, they, they don't win that way. So, I guess I agree with the, what you're saying about like trying to force people to be competitive by getting them to spend more money. But I feel like, I don't know, there's still this like itchy scratchy thing in the back of my brain saying like if the NFL could spend infinite dollars, like there would be a team that like just wouldn't lose. Yes, I, I see that to an extent, <laughs> but also I think the NFL is a unique situation where I think their salary cap should be a little bit more flexible um, in terms of what they can pay players per year um, just to boost the value of some of these positions that get a little undervalued in my opinion. But in baseball, I don't think there's a good argument for it, right? You play a 162 game season, play 81 games at home. Plus if you make the playoffs, you get more money for making the playoffs. So there's an incentive to have a good team. If you have a mm -hmm. good team, 
more yeah. people want to come watch your team play. You're going to spend, you're going to get more money and revenue from, you know, what happens in your stadium. And then the other argument that often comes up in baseball is small market versus big market. So a lot of teams are claiming, will claim that they're a small market team. The team that earned the, or that has the lowest team value in baseball supposedly is in Miami. Like that's not a small market. Mm -mm. After that is Oakland. You could say that's a smaller market comparatively, but it's still one of the largest cities in the country. And then you have Toronto, you have Baltimore, you have Tampa Bay, you have Pittsburgh. Like these yeah, are big all places, yeah. big places <clears throat> who have no problems coming out to support the other teams that are in their area because they're typically pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, the popularity of baseball has been dying over the last what decade. I don't know, several years, right? Like it's, it's declining. So the fact that uh, they're blaming it on the city is a little bit absurd to me. It's just the popularity of the sport has declined and yeah. you have to find a way to invigorate fans. But uh, that's not, I guess, related to your question. <clears throat> so I could see either argument, but I think I understand. I understand both, but I don't know that I would force a floor. Um, you know, because like, that, that goes back to my, my argument of like, if they if they want to be willing as an organization to make less money, have less fans, because they're not willing to spend more money to get the right players to make them competitive, then like self sacrifice, like dude, like Darwinism, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> let the strong survive. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm just not. I'm not on board. I'm not necessarily on board for the floor yet, but I, I understand a cap. But I do I understand your counterpoint too. I think the floor just makes leagues in general more competitive. If everybody's at least spending, you don't have to make it a crazy floor, but like, I don't think $75 million for baseball teams <laughs> is a lot of money. Like realistically, it's not. And yeah. that would be a $35 million increase from what the lowest salaried team currently is at. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, that's fine. Yeah. I can see what you're saying. I think, I think putting it in the context of baseball just makes it hard for me. Cause I don't, I don't know shit about how much baseball spends. Right. So, yeah, if it's like like people are saying in the chat, like Uncle Kyle has said and a couple other people, like if it's a reasonable floor and it's like, come on, man, like this is the bare minimum you need to like be competitive in the league. Like, sure, go for it, man. Like I, I could buy into that. Just I don't want to like, you know, say the revenue is $200 million a year and you're like, you need to spend $195 million. Yeah, it's no, just so no. unrealistic. You know what I mean? I'm not. Like, yeah, I'm not saying anything like that. And there's definitely some, you know, some merit to having some financial flexibility, like fluid cash, liquid cash that you can, you know, move around as needed. But I think you need to spend enough to make your team competitive. I think even if you made the argument of using like the current league average, which is call it 140 million. Like, I think that's a reasonable number for these teams to spend. And if you're not willing yeah. to spend that, the league can find a new owner who is because there's owners out there who will spend that money. The guy who just bought the Mets is spending money. Like it's his damn job. Like yeah. there's people out there who will make these teams competitive. But they don't have owners. the capability to force an owner out. Do they? I, I, I don't know. That's an, I don't know. Do they? Not really. Cause so then, I mean, what can they do? Impose penalties. Yeah. I mean, they already if they're financial for, penalties and they're like, fuck you. I'm not sending you the check. Like, I don't know, dude. Then they could, then they could probably kick them out. It, it would yeah. be, it would have to be something that's ratified into the rules of baseball yeah. and the, you know, the, uh, the collective bargaining agreement and everything that goes with it. But I was just curious cause I've talked about it quite a bit on Twitter, how I think the leagues league should have at least a salary floor, but the salary cap argument comes into play a lot more, um, just because people want to see their teams spend more money. And I think we should. I think teams should spend more money. You guys aren't spending enough. Yeah. Give me okay. more. Were there follow-on questions to this? I think you alluded to that at first. 
I was just gonna try and play devil's advocate on some ah. on the specific leagues and and okay. if we could raise the cap, would we? <clears throat> yeah, and I, the interesting thing too is like when it comes to a cap, the NFL play or like teams have done a really good job of like legalize like you know lawyering their way through the cap anyway. And yeah. they just manipulate it through salary bonuses and things like so some of these teams are spending way more money than they're letting on via the salary cap so i think it's difficult to enforce that type of thing when there's so many loopholes it's like the tax system dude like people are going to hire if you're a multi-billion dollar organization you're going to find the right legal people to navigate your way through things like salary cap to keep your team popular like uh i it's, it, it is a very difficult thing to enforce, I think, without people finding their way around it. And the floor, the floor might actually be harder to fight your way around because it's like you, you can't you like spend the money. say that you're putting more money to an organization, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. That is one re- one way that I do prefer the MLB's salary cap towards other leagues is. Uh, I shouldn't say other leagues, but especially like the NFL, because the NFL, like you mentioned, you can manipulate the cap so much. There's a saying for a lot of us that the cap doesn't exist because it really doesn't. Nobody ever goes through a season and goes over the cap. Like you can. Is that like the? Uh, do you guys use the thing from Mean Girls where she's like, "The limit does not exist"? Do you like yeah. meme that out? If you don't, you should. It yeah. Seems like a fitting, fitting yeah. meme. Like there's just you can always. <laughs> that's why guys like Taysom Hill sign a four-year, 140 million dollar contract. Like. It's all void years and mm-hmm. dead money that's yeah. never going to get paid out. It's just to yeah. make the make the number look pretty. But yeah. in baseball, they just take the average annual value of your contract, which helps that MLB contracts are just fully guaranteed. So whatever, if I pay you $30 million a year, that's what your salary cap hit is. I don't have to worry about your dead cap. I don't worry. I have to worry about how much money is left in your contract. If I yeah. trade you, I don't have to carry yeah. dead cap if you retire the money's just gone it to be honest with you man i've never even tried to understand the cap system because i find it to be too complex for me to give a shit like i it's a shit show but i it's just actually, don't care it's really not that hard to figure out once you get the basic concepts of it yeah but yeah it's weird regardless i just want to say that major league baseball should implement a salary floor i think every league should reasonably raise the cap of their salaries every single year at minimum I can't wait for the NFL's $30 million cap jump from 2023 to 2024 because the Bears have money to spend and I want them to spend it. End of thread. Okay. Scene. All right. Okay. Dave at the MLB in the chat. <laughs> at MLB. Fuck you. Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't have much to say. I'm sorry, MLB. I, to be honest, like my fandom of the MLB has completely disintegrated over the last... 10 years i used to watch cardinals baseball like a lot i'd watched the games on tv i went to a lot of games when i was still living in the midwest and now i just i can't remember the last time i lost i watched a game probably the last time carly took me to one on like my 22nd birthday or something like that so yeah you've went to a college summer league game more recently <clears throat> than you've gone to an mlb game yeah uh yeah yeah 100 percent. but those are fun i have a good yeah, time at those, those i, I do like the sport you know what i mean i just i don't follow it as much we're gonna get you out to the Chicago land area. Get you, to, get you to Wrigley. I'm going to go to Wrigley. It's on my bucket bucket list. So if you, if you go to Wrigley without me, I'm gonna be thoroughly upset. I don't see why I would do that. Okay, there's like sure. no situation where I, I think that would occur. Okay, just unless I sure. hit you up and I'm like, I have to come to Wrigley on this date, and you told me you couldn't go, I'd probably go without you. I would find a way to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll make it out there. I'll find a time that makes sense. Perfect. All right, <clears throat> what do you got for us? Uh, do you want to rate beers? Where are you at? Do you need time? Uh, I'm about halfway. I can rate, but I'm not going to open my second one yet. I'm halfway. We can rate. Let's do that quick. 
Uh, this is just a very mm. good, if you like lemon or not lemon, if you like lime in your beer, you will like this beer. I'm going to give it a three, a flat three, just nice middle road. I would drink it again. This would be really good on like a warm day, like nice outside hanging out with the boys beer. That's what we got right here. All right. Um, I don't know. I hate to admit it, but I think I'm going to give this a three, two, five. Hell yeah. This is good. Um, it's a subtle sour, right? So if you're not really into the, the sours, uh, Dave, we did see that you DM'd us a beer. I'll have to find out if I can find it in my area or vice versa with Jake and one of us will find it and we'll try it on the podcast for sure. I, I saw that this morning or yesterday. I'm pretty positive <clears throat> I can get that. I think I've seen that before. I'll make sure I'll, I'll figure it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. If we can get it, we'll drink it on an episode for you. Uh, Carly, would you like it? Come out here and try it right now. There's still some in here. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to answer your question. Um, sours though have never really been my thing, but this one's pretty subtle and it has quite a bit of like fruity flavor to it. And so I, th- I think it's pretty decent. That's maybe I'm coming around to sours. I don't fucking know. Most it's of okay. This, most of the sours that I drink are like not sour. They're very like fruity, kind of a smoothie style. So I think I'm going to go. Yeah, it's a three, two, five. I'm going to stop there. It's, um, it's okay. Carly's gonna try it live on the pod. Live. One sip. She's gonna like everybody. Everybody gag. needs the rating. <laughs> What's your rating on a five scale? We need to know. The people are waiting. She gave a two point five. Dang. It's less than I gave. I'm sorry. Not a, not as big of a fan, but also she's not a huge beer drinker, so it happens. There's a there's a delay between. So she has her noise canceling headphones in, and she's listening to us talk. <clears throat> yeah and there's like a whatever 15 20 second delay from when i speak to her mm. so she's like halfway out the door and has to turn around and be like oh my rating oh uh um okay anyway yeah it's not bad I- i'm gonna continue to throw some sours in every once in a while it's not my go-to but for the sake of the podcast and because there's just so many fucking flavors they're coming out with it's the hot thing right now dude so the flavor profile of sours is yeah absurd like, it went from really like, creative it went from like <clears throat> make the haziest dankest ipa that you yes. can make to hey let's throw any candy or any yeah. dessert into a stout yeah, yeah. and now it's like hey let's make a smoothie but a beer yeah they're and doing I'm, a lot of weird I'm shit with sours right now it, it's it. pretty cool uh, i can I appre- like i said i can appreciate the flavor profiles they're creating because i do think they do they do a better job of incorporating flavor into sours than they have with stouts in the past in my opinion oh 100 percent. the flavor really pops out in, in a lot of these for whatever reason some science so hot right now says dave that's that's so exactly hot. right they are so hot uh okay so i have to give a topic um let me i have like my like narrowed down list i'm just trying to figure out what i actually want to talk about today likely story <clears throat> all right so i'm gonna do this i finally <clears throat> made the commitment yesterday uh which is why i had to figure out exactly when i had read the tweet from dave because I have been weaning myself off of social media for a while. I don't, I wanted to completely cut myself off and it's taken me some time to try to get there. Right. And, uh, yesterday, so basically what I did is that all of my personal social media, I got rid of quite a while ago, a few months now. And then I had been crutching it off of the two average husbands account. And in order to facilitate not doing that anymore, I went on my phone yesterday and I deleted every social media app. 
So if I want to habitually go and click on those things and look through it, I can't. So I am not on social media. I haven't looked at social media in ex- at least 24 hours. It is not a thing for me anymore. Uh, and I'm trying to cut myself off. So I want to talk about, <clears throat> I can give you guys my rationale on why I'm doing that. Cause really that's kind of where I'm leading this conversation is what are the advantages, disadvantages of social media and what it, you know, what you can gain and, and, and lose from it. And then <clears throat> on top of that, I want to know what your biggest social media regret is. So I'll give you some time to think about that while I, uh, Kind of give my rationale on this. When you say regret. In general, you could go all the way back to MySpace days or pre-MySpace days. I don't care. What is the thing that you regret in your time of being on social media? Can it be something I didn't do on social media? Yeah, sure. 100%. Okay. doesn't matter to me. This. However you want to take it, it doesn't matter. Um, okay. So for me, I think, I think social media is probably like a net additive to me from an entertainment entertainment standpoint like i have had a lot of fun um laughing you know whatever finding stupid videos like all this kind of shit from social media but at the same time and i don't like i'm not like woke quote unquote about this like it's not because i think that like it's affecting my mental health um right even though i'm not trying to say that that is something i'm not trying to disrespect that take by saying that like I probably shouldn't have attached those two things in the same sentence because I'm not trying to disrespect people that that are have, that have a hard time with their mental health because of social media because that is a real thing. Yeah. Um, but all I'm saying is like, I didn't do this because it was like a social movement. I did it because I I don't get value out of it personally. So like me posting things, I don't post. It's all been yeah. passive to me forever. So all I do is use social media as a time filler. It's a gap fill for me. It's habitual where I'll just sit and spend like 30 minutes on my phone scrolling through shit that I don't care about. Right. Right. And then I noticed it even more when I got off of my personal social media and I moved over to the two average husbands accounts. Like no offense to anybody that's that we follow on those accounts, but like I don't know those people. Right. And so I'm like scrolling through a feed of people I don't know and things that I just truly don't give a shit about. And so as I'm doing that, I'm like, why am I doing this? But I kept doing it for like a fucking month. Like I would habitually Mm -hmm. like open Twitter and scroll Twitter. And some of it is football, which I, I do actually get value from that. I like to read about football and football things and football opinions and blah, 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 blah. But most of it was just like sh- stupid, you know, just nonsense. And like some of it's very political and blah, 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 blah. And like, I think for me, it was like a net detractor from like, yeah, I, I gained less than had I just stopped doing it and experienced whether it's like keeping me focused on homework or having time to like, sit down and watch TV with my wife without being on my phone the whole time or things like that. And so to make a long story short, I think I have a net positive gain by not being on social media, not to shit on anybody that uses it or like has a career out of it. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. Oh yeah. I get it. I think social media can be good, but I think there, I think more people would have a net positive by getting rid of it. Like, and that comes from somebody who definitely is arguably addicted to it. Like I'm always on it. I think most people right now are, and they just don't admit yeah. it. I, I, exactly. I think if most of us look at our phones and go to the apps <clears throat> and, and go to our usage, I guarantee that Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, yeah. Visco, Be Real, whatever it is, I guarantee that's one of your top used apps. And if it's not, it's number two. And if it's not number two, there's three of them in your top five. Like yeah, it's just, sure. it's the way it goes. And I think just a lot of people would gain, I would definitely gain a lot by not using it. That said, I, you know, I am in the content creation space for fantasy football. I I find a lot of usage for the fantasy football world in just making money off of 
whether that's gambling, daily fantasy, fantasy leagues, I, I get a lot from it and I've learned a lot from it, but there's also a lot of negatives that come with it, right? Like if I post something, my first instinct is somebody's going to hate this and I'm going to have to get into an argument about it. My second instinct is I can't give the argument up. Once it starts, I'm ready to fight. Yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm going to keep going until you shut up. I'm not going to shut up. Yeah. And so there are, ne there are definitely negatives to it. There's definitely positives to it. I think more people though would definitely have a net positive by getting rid of it just because <clears> it does, it does affect your mental health. Like, you know, I have been open, especially recently about, you know, my mental health not being the greatest at times. And, you know, it's been much better ever since I started, you know, actually medicating it as opposed to just ignoring the issue. Um, but I, if I ignored social media, like I think a lot of my issues specifically would go away more so if I didn't have social media. <clears throat> yeah. And I think that it definitely, you know, for all the good that I've gotten out of it, there's an equal negative. And I think that's just kind of true in life. Like for every net positive, there's an, for every positive, there's a negative, regardless of what it is. You know, there's a downside to everything you do. There's an upside to everything you do. So for whatever, for better or for worse, I think most people would be better off getting rid of it. I don't think I could ever do it. I think at this point I'm committed to it. Um, and, uh, and, I, and like I said, I understand it when it's somebody that like, it's a part of your career. Like some people have that and like, you can't get away from that. And I, I, I totally get it. I'm not like yeah. trying to criticize the people that have it as like a necessary part of their, you know, daily routine or whatever. But, um, when I look at it and I go, if I post this post, what am I going to get out of it? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and the answer is usually nothing. Yeah. Like, do you need some sort of self validation? Like, that's what I kind of think about. What's up, Josh? Welcome to the podcast. What's up, Josh? Um, do I get validation from it? No, not really. Right. Like, or if I do, it's like artificial, right? Right. <clears throat> I get more personally from doing this podcast, right? Like interacting with people and like having these conversations and like, yeah, face to face with you having the conversation, but also like people in the chat, like chiming in and like getting different perspectives. I get more from it this way than I think if I were to like post something and fight with people in the comments, you know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. And I can do this once a week for one hour. And that's like my total yeah, investment, it. right? Like I'm not spending hours on my phone every day. So, um, like I said, and even no, if we no critique to anybody else, even if we did more, like, even if we do start streaming video games, like we've talked about doing a million times, like that's still just you and I having fun. And there's other people that are having fun with us. It's not like I'm, you're not putting a piece of content into the world for people to shit on, for people to, you know, tear apart, break down, like. Sure, yeah. that's going to happen if you play video games. It's going to happen, you know, every in every way, shape, and form. Um, no matter what you do, somebody's going to hate it. Uh, somebody's also going to love it. So, there, like I said, there's there's positives and drawbacks to every part of it. The big thing that I will say too, from like an advantageous aspect of social media, like not to talk about all the negatives, but like there's a wealth of information out there. So like I could open Twitter like a fantasy football person, right, and like get a shitload of information like relatively quickly, or like educated opinions of like things that I don't have the time to research that stuff. Um, but the way that I kind of justified that at the end of the day for me is like, if I really want that information, I can do one of two things. I can listen to a podcast that I already routinely listen to. Like I really like to listen to some fantasy football podcast during the season, or right. I could just, hit, I can fucking Google it. Right. Like I don't need yeah. to spend you could an hour me, looking through. Like, yeah. Like there's, there's so many other ways I can do it than scrolling hours of social media to get that yeah. information that like, I just, I just don't need it. You know what I mean? At the end yeah. of the day, I just don't need it. I don't need to like, <clears throat> which is, this is going to roll into the regret conversation too, but like, you never know, like you might say something now that like, and your opinion changes and we're at a point now in the world where like, you're creating a written history of like things that you say. And like, if you say something that's just like so fucking cringy now, like 10 years like later, somebody's going to pull that back up and be like, look at you, you cringy fucker. And like, I just don't need that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't need this paper trail of like cringy things that I've said over time, other than the fact that I'm doing a podcast where I probably am going to do the same thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's like, 
yeah there, there, there's aspects of it to look at but definitely i agree My with biggest... uncle kyle too it can it can definitely provide motivation for folks that like get that from other people that are like in the fitness space and it's not just that space either it's like i'm sure there's groups out there on like facebook and stuff for like alcoholics you know like, mm-hmm. like i'm sure there's all sorts of different like support that you can get and like 100 percent all for it if you can find those things for me none of that exists in the social media space right now. i just I, I don't I don't gain those types of things from it. So right, yeah. <clears throat> and there's nothing wrong with admitting that, and there's nothing wrong with saying that it's not for you, <sighs> Uncle Kyle. We don't need to go down that fucking rabbit hole, man. I did never you guys thought... hear. Hey, did you hear what happened? Oh, so God. you know how there was a uh, like, you know they've turned the Cowboys Stadium into like a tornado shelter, right? <laughs> I don't want to hear the joke that you're about to make. Yeah, there's not a lot of touchdowns that happen there. Uh, so <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, biggest regret though from social media, I regret not like trying to create content at a younger age. Okay, I've That's always fair, been because yeah. I've always been super interested in creating content. I've always wanted to, yeah. and back when Vine was a thing, I wanted to do it. Back like early days of YouTube, when there were people who were playing video games and they were just. You know, run it. They would record themselves playing Call of Duty, and they do a little quick commentary <laughs> over it. And I see, you know, like if I could have lived the content creator life, I would love that. Like if that's what I've been doing for the past ten years, and even if I've made marginal gains from it, like I just wish I was doing it more. Um, and I think I was, you know, I like to think that I'm funny. I like to think I would have, you know, been able to build an audience, and I still think I could. Um, but it's a lot harder now when you, you know when you're an adult and you have other responsibilities, it's a lot harder to commit the time to creating content at that level. So that's my, yeah. that's my social media regret. I've never been really a person like a re- that like wanted the attention. So like, I definitely like, this is outside of my comfort zone. Like being on this podcast is outside yeah. of my, you know, like I don't even need this level of attention personally. So, um, and this is six people watching us right now, you know what I mean? Like that's almost too yeah. much for me. Right. So, um, <clears throat> I don't, I think mine is using it for, um, for or as a a vent space. Um, and what I mean specifically by that is like, <clears throat> and I can probably narrow this down to a, a specific example, uh, but probably others in my past, but uh, I was working a job as a at a bar in college and I had been drinking and then I went to social media to vent out like something that had frustrated me that night about like somebody that worked at... Um, basically with me and for the same company mm. as me. And like, it wasn't just one person, but like I vented it out, uh, in the form of social media and like, especially because of the drinking, like in the fact that you, you can't really take that back, right? Like as soon as you hit the post button, like somebody's going to see it. Right. Um, so I vented it out about this specific incident and then it ended up like costing me like some, some relationships and maybe that would have happened otherwise. But I think that like the instant accessibility of just like, typing something out and hitting the fucking send button. Right. And then like passing out and like waking up eight hours later and like to the regrets of that, uh, social media was like the, the medium in which allowed me to put that out to such a wide audience. And I think that's my biggest regret. And that, that is one isolated incident, right? Like I vented out like some shit that I shouldn't have said, regretted saying it was the result of like some emotional conversations that happened that night. And like, then I vented out about it. <clears throat> but there's other times that I've done the same thing, right? Like whether it be with like an ex-girlfriend or a friend or, or whoever. And like, you're like, fuck this person. And you post it and send it out on social media. And like, 
that everybody sees that you say that and like you come back and you're like, man, I didn't really mean that. Right. But like yeah. now, like you've made, you've expanded that issue by so many, like, you know, it's exponentially worse right? because now people are seeing this. And, um, I think not dealing with problems face to face as, as a result of social media is probably my biggest regret. Like, um, yeah. Causing divides with friends and like, no kidding. Like I've probably lost friends over social media in the past. I can't even think of a specific, a specific example right now, but like you say something or do something or like you put the wrong person in your top eight, you know what I mean? Like there's like the interpersonal conflict of, of social media rather than just, I think, I think this is the summation of my point here. I think I have used social media as a crutch to avoid conflict in my life. And that is the biggest regret. Like, I think I have used, the keyboard warrior mentality in the past as a way to like vent out frustrations rather than confronting it to the person face to face. And because of that, I have lost friendships or or relationships or whatever it might be. Um, and I think that's my biggest regret and that, and that like, that's part of it, right? Like social media is like, I don't ever want to be a keyboard warrior. Like I want to, I, I aspire to be the person that can deal with things face to face. And that is a challenge for me because like conflict has been like a, a difficult thing for me at different points in my life. And, I've, I've progressed beyond like where I used to be for sure. Like I've grown as a person and able to deal with things a little better, but I think anyway, and I, I'm not perfect hundred percent. I can tell you that much. Oh yeah. But I definitely struggled with it. And like I used social media instead of just dealing with my problems. So there is my regret. I like it. You need to that was a long winded way to answer that. Uh, my wife is in the comments uh, asking if I've had ex-girlfriends. Uh, so yeah, I, I no? also, I've never had ex-girlfriends. I've never dated anybody before. <laughs> no. <my life. laughs> yeah. Dave, um, Dave mentions that managing conflict is tough for him. It's tough for me too. Um, I, I definitely, yeah. I like to think I've gotten better at it. I used to be way too confrontational. Like I was the guy yeah. at the bar who was like, you're getting way too close to my friends. We're going to have a problem really quick and I'll let you know that. Whereas now it's like, yeah. I just don't go out, so I don't have to deal with it. But I like yeah. to think that I, I, per, I think I portray the same personality on social media that I have in real life. Like if somebody says something dumb, I'm going to call it out. Yeah. And I think I've gotten, it, it's a twofold process, right? With social, and I, I want to keep this conversation surrounded with social media, but we're running out of time here. So to, to be short about this, it's like, I think it, you're forced when you don't do it through social media to be a little bit more of yourself, like in, in person. And, and I too have had struggles with conflict, right? Like it's tough probably for everybody, but I think social media and made that worse potentially right. because it was my way of like, I can confront you from behind a keyboard and tell you to fuck yourself. And I don't ever have to like say it to your face and deal with that conversation. Cause like, if I won't say that to your face, why would I say it on a keyboard? Right. And like, if I truly believe that, then I need to be willing to confront that problem. You know what I mean? So like, um, I don't know. Carly wants to meet ready to get into a fight. Jake, apparently. I'll throw hands, Carly. I'm not a fighter. Like, truly, this is one thing I value about myself. I don't fight people. I am not a fighter. Like, that is not in my personality. I don't. I don't fight people either. But I'm ready to fight if I need to. That being said, I am more confrontational than I used to be because I'm more comfortable with it. I'm more comfortable dealing with that confrontation, which is a good thing, a healthy thing, I think. Uh, What did uh, Dave say here? One of my uh, did you put it up? My bad. Yep. One of my favorite parts of Twitter is when smart people out smart. Smart, good people outsmart and own smart, bad people. And Jake is a good, smart person who owns smart, bad people. That is Thanks, such Jake. a mouthful. I think I understand what you're saying there, though. <laughs> it happens. You know, yeah. sometimes there's there's people who are smart and have a good opinion. There's people who are smart, 
but have a bad opinion, then somebody's got to call him out. And I think Dave's saying I'm one of the ones who calls him out. So he also says, Dave, Dave knows I'm ready to throw hands if I need to. I would lose most of the fights that I got into. I'm pretty confident. I probably would too, but I'm leaving with something. I don't know what it is, but something's coming. When with they me. say you should see the other guy, they're talking about me. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're out of time on this topic for sure. We got to move on. I'm gonna crack That's my fine. second beer. Jake, you crack yours, and let's let's move on. I'm drinking Puff Tart XL by the Brewing Pod Project, which is an imperial sour ale with mango, pineapple, dragon fruit, and marshmallow. It's nine percent alcohol too, which I was not expecting when I grabbed it out of my fridge. I am gonna do the chocolate cookie cream stout. Chocolate oh, cream that cookie stout. So Sorry. good. I love Which sounds delicious, too. but I just now realized that it's made by O'Fallon, and I've had some of their stuff before, and I don't think I liked it very much. So hopefully it's good. But Not I love stats. All right. My topic is relatively quick, which is good for the time frame that we have here. This happened on Twitter. I saw a tweet. I quote tweeted it. Had some conversations about it. And somebody on Twitter asked us to talk about it on the podcast. So Buckeyes, Buckeye Nuts on Twitter. Buckeye nuts. I am going to respect your request, and we are going to talk about this on the pod. Kyle. Really quick. This is my bone to pick. Now that I'm not on social media, Jake gets to take advantage of all the fucking audience-offered topics and doesn't have to think for himself. Shit. Ha-ha. Cop out. Okay, go ahead. Anyways, what is the greatest video game controller of all time? Ooh, that is a good topic. Um, I have a very hard and fast opinion that cannot be changed on number one but i think if we did a top five i think you could persuade me on the bottom four uh we could probably talk through a couple of these at least um okay i am going to say the playstation you're already wrong controller um and i which one i could specify but really they haven't changed much over the years i would probably say ps4 is the best advancement of the controller PS4 is number two for me. Number one all time is the Xbox 360 controller. It is hands down the greatest controller ever made. I don't agree with you, but it's okay. But Uh, it's fine. So for me, I grew up an Xbox person, right? And the Xbox original is such a shit controller. Oh, it's so somebody had seen the tweet and thought I was talking about that controller because I said the original Xbox 360 controller was the go and... yeah. And so they thought I was talking about the original Xbox controller, mm. which was a big giant hunk of garbage. And if it you was like that not ergonomical. Like, oh. It was heavy. It was huge. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, the yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, but at, when I went from a 360 controller to a PS3, maybe I can't remember if it, I went from. So I briefly touched the PS3. And the PS3 controller also kind of sucked to me. I don't think I don't agree with those guys. I don't think I liked the PS3 controller at all. Yeah, I prefer the four to the three. And then when I went to the four, I actually appreciated that a little bit better. But I will caveat that and say the PS3 controller that I had was an aftermarket one that my brother bought, like game fucking stop. So it it doesn't matter. It was pretty garbage. So the reason I like the 360 one so much is every button was like you could tell you were pressing the right button. Like it, it felt like you were pressing a button. But also the joysticks were like the perfect level of tight. Like if you move the joystick, it felt like whatever you did was the proper amount of movement. Whereas like on the PS3 controller specifically, like those, those joysticks got really wobbly really quick. And like a light flick on it was like spinning in a complete circle, which was a problem for me. I didn't like it. I, uh, for the people in the chat here, uncle Kyle 
you are not correct about GameCube. Okay. I hate to break yeah, the your... GameCube controller's ass. I hate to burst your bubble. The GameCube controller was better than the game or the uh, N64 controller, which is saying something because I pl- I love N64 and I love playing on that. But if you think about like the actual ergonomics of that controller, it's fucking stupid. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, it's not so, good. That one not good. GameCube better. PS4 or Xbox 360 definitely over that. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I think you'd have a hard time convincing me though that the 360 was better than the PS4. That was a really good controller. The uh, PS4 is a solid number two, um, but the 360, yeah. like, I had a, a 360 scuff controller, which is like a custom controller with extra paddles and buttons and stuff and trigger stops. If I still had that controller, that would be what I would use if I ever had to use a controller. I love yeah. it that much. It's it's. I'm still. I'm actually considering buying another one because there's some games that I want to play where it's like I'd rather just use a controller than mouse and keyboard. And I want that controller specifically. But PS4 is a close second. Uncle Kyle said he prefers the PS5 controller to the 4. I have no doubt about that. I've never touched one. Never have either. Uh, Dave asks, uh, like, thumb grips on joysticks. I have used a Control Freak, which is an extended thumbstick on any controller I've ever used. Basically, I didn't use it for the first time until PS4, and I loved them, which is funny because when I first put them on, I hated it. Oh, yeah. I can't even tell you how much I hated it because it was like so unnatural to me, but then I I ended up just absolutely loving the controller grips or risers because, and specifically with Control Freak, they made it so one joystick would be like slightly higher than the other. Yeah, you could get different heights. Which was nice as well, um, depending on how you liked it. So it was customizable grip, which was great. Yeah. Um, I've never then, used any of the pro controllers, so I have no opinion on those. I would never spend the money on that. That was always absurd to me. It was worth it. Anyways, um, I, would never do that. I made more money using that controller than <clears throat> I did using a different controller playing video games. So balance. Um, but yeah, I, uh, so it goes for me that my top five, I thought it out. Number one, Xbox 360, number two, PS4, number three, mouse and keyboard. I'm counting that as a controller. Number okay. four, is the controller that comes with the Nintendo Switch for the Joy-Cons. Yeah, it's, it's not it's bad. A nice, it's a nice ergonomic controller. That being said, just a singular Joy-Con might be the worst thing ever. Oh, 100%. And frankly, attached to the Switch is also terrible. It's like so... Dude, I get thumb fucking cramps 10 minutes into playing, and that's just not that's not old people shit. It's just because it's not ergonomic. It's yeah. garbage. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. And then number five for me was the hardest one because there's a lot that suck after what I've mentioned so far, I would probably go. Uh, I had one in my head, but now I'm thinking of a different one. And I don't know which way to go. I'm just going to stick with my gut. It's the PS2 controller, which is very similar to the PS4 controller. Less, yeah. simil- less similar to the PS3 controller, more similar to the PS4. Yeah. So I go true. PS2 as my final one. Uh, I would probably go PS4 mouse and keyboard, which is a stretch for me. Trust me, it took me a long time to adapt, but now that I'm there, I think it's the most. I'm surprised it was that high. I think it is the most user friendly and well, not user friendly. It is the most customizable to the user experience that you can possibly have. Oh, 100 percent. And you can independently use both hands for a lot of different functions. So I think going as a console person growing up, I still have to go console first, and that's PS4. But I think anybody that grew up playing only PS like PC, it would be a easy league above the rest. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, uh, PS4, PC, then I would go uh, PS2, probably. Nah, 
yeah, dude, the Xbox 360 just doesn't stick in my mind as that great. So I'd probably go PS2. Oh, man, you got to go Then I'd go Xbox 360. And then I would go... I don't know. Like you said, that one's tough. Can I say... The Guitar Hero guitar is my I was five. thinking in my head, the Guitar <laughs> Hero guitar. That's what came up in my head. I was like, I fucking love, not even, but which Guitar Hero guitar? Because it matters. And it's the, the OG, not that t- bullshit one that had the fucking like tap to play. No, 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 no. But I want the the Les Paul, the Les Paul styled one. Not the, the one that you have is the, I'm blanking on the name. It's the uh, Gibson SG. Um, I want the Gibson Les Paul style one. That means nothing to me. All I know is that I really liked the original one. I don't know guitars, so. Well, I am also about to spend a stupid amount of money on Guitar Hero stuff because I just want to play Clone Hero, which it's is so the goddamn com- fun. It's the computer version of Guitar Hero, and I think it'd be amazing to play it again because I played it when we went out, when I visited Kyle. We played Guitar mm-hmm. Hero almost the entire time. We played like, a we, lot of Guitar Hero because I had nothing else to do while I didn't have internet and shit. Yeah, we drank a <laughs> lot of beer and played a lot of Guitar Hero. It was a great yeah. time, but. Yeah, uh, we just had to talk through the controllers because it was contentious on the internet and I had to bring it here just to get your opinion because I know you game as much as I do. That's true. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, Okay. Jake's topic's done. Do you want a serious or a fun one? Uh, We only have 10 minutes. Let's go fun. Okay, Jake, I want you to talk to me briefly and quickly about your pet's personalities. How would you describe the personalities of your pets? This is the easiest question you have ever given me. I want to share something real quick. (laughs) I'm going to share my screen because as anybody who has seen me share my screen before knows, it used to be a bug's life. I don't know why it got changed to a bug's life, but it was a bug's life. And when I updated my PC, I didn't remember my Windows uh, key, so I could not activate Windows, so I could not change it. But I got it activated and I'm going to use a live demonstration oh my God. to explain what is going on here. Ignore this <laughs> Yahoo article about Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers. But these are my dogs, everybody. You get to see my family, my dogs. And I'm going to go in order here. So this is Layla. She is a scaredy cat little bitch. She hates anybody who isn't my wife and I until she gets to know them. And then she loves you. But she's a sweetheart, but she is scared. When the other dogs start playing, she gets mad that she's not involved. She starts barking. She gets things wild um, and causes some fights sometimes because of it. Because she just, she's awkward. She just is awkward. She's shy. She's a, a scaredy cat little bitch. All right. That's Layla. Next up is Miley, our little gray pity, little blue pity. She's a dumbass. She's the <laughs> dumbest fucking dog that I have ever met in my entire life. She's really smart, but is also really dumb. She eats poop. And like Ugh. wants you to Make know she does that. it too. She chews on everything. She like walks around with our slippers in her mouth because she can and we stop her, but she'll do it anyway. But she's just dumb. She gets separation anxiety, so she gets a little whiny in her crate sometimes. But she's just an idiot. She's our idiot. We call her our idiot. That's very much what she is. Next up, we got Ernest, my boy. This guy just loves no matter what it is if it's food he loves it if it's attention he loves it if it's hanging out he loves it if it's you give him a toy he loves it that's all that's all he is he's just a pure ball of love and he's got a heart problem but his heart problem has not stopped his heart from working because this boy loves everything like i said last up is reenie this is queen bitch right here 
Jess may think she runs the house. Nah, it's Rainy. Rainy runs the house. Rainy is in charge of everything. She is the one who instigates play with the other dogs. She is the one who, if you need just a dog by your side, you can trust that Rainy is always right there. She knows when she's needed. She knows when she's not needed. She leaves you alone, but she also gets a little jealous every once in a while. She can, if you're petting another dog and she's like, Hey, no, my turn. She'll, she'll, she'll let you know, you'll know. Uh, she likes to throw hands. We always say, um, she's very handsy. Um, so when she like, when she meets new dogs, we always joke that she'll punch them in the face because she like swats at them to get them to play. She's like, why aren't you playing with me? Come on. Yeah, she's the queen. She runs our house. She's our also the easiest dog in the entire world. Like if you picture a dream dog, it's Reenie. Boy is a close second, but Reenie, Reenie's queen bitch. And then the fifth animal in the house is Jake. <laughs> um, he's kind of just he's a handful. Let me tell you. But those are my dogs. <clears throat> All right, this is Louie. His name is Louie. I've never called him Louie ever. That might be the first time I've ever referred to him that way because his real name to me is Louis. Yep. But it's Louie is his real name. <clears throat> but he goes by 8 million fucking other names. Louis has a very, very unique personality. He is what we refer to as quirky. He is hilarious because he is such a... He's such a people person. Like he wants to be around people. He wants to love on people and he wants to be a part of everything and all the time. Um, but he also has so much personality where he like the things that he's so, um, he, he likes really weird shit. <laughs> so like he really likes pipe cleaners, for example, of all things. And he likes to be, if you pick him up under the armpits, he goes, like he throws his fucking arms up and he just wants to roll around and be, he is a character. Thank you, Dave. That's a good way to describe him. He's a character. Uh, tons of fucking personality in this guy. And he also just absolutely loves to be around people, be loved. And especially when there's, he likes to be places where he's not supposed to be. I'd call him inquisitive. He's the curiosity kills the cat kind of cat. And so if somebody like Jake comes to visit my house and he hasn't been around before, he will walk right up on his fucking chest while he's sleeping and just be like, wake up. I'm right here, motherfucker. <laughs> so, uh, which he did to Dane too when he was here. So he is quirky and that is the best description of him. He is awesome. Uh, Dave, he, Lewis is the cat that makes people like cats. Yeah. So I grew Can up confirm. hating cats and this is the cat that makes you really like them because he has so much personality and he comes when he's called. He wants to, uh, you know, he's a really good cat. If you uh, listen deeply to most of this podcast, you can hear him purring. He does. He sits in my lap this whole time. He He's a boy's boy. Like, he fucking wants to be such a homie. So if I come out to my little space out here and I'm, like, on the podcast, he has to be with me. So he'll sit here and just purr the whole time in my lap. Uh, he's a good dude. Okay. Gracie is her real name. I've never called her Gracie. I was going to say, that's news <laughs> to me. I just thought, her, I thought it was Grace. She is Grace uh, to me as well. Uh, Missy... Otherwise, um, she is a cat. Her personality, though, is, like you said, who runs the house? It's probably Grace. Grace is the sassy one in the house. She's the one that's going to fucking throw hands. And she's also the person that will let you know if she doesn't like what you're doing. She's going to mm. fucking hiss at you like a motherfucker if you do something. But she's kind enough to never actually, like, 
throw hands at people, just at Lewis. Lewis, on the other hand, if he doesn't like something, he's going to fuck you up. <laughs> if you start touching this dude's belly, he's like, scratch, and they both have claws. So, uh, But she is the vocal one. He is the action. She's all, all yeah. bark, no bite. Um, yeah, she's the sassafras. She'll scream and yell when she doesn't like something, and then she will make it known quickly that you are irritating her she also is very independent and she just wants to be on her own all the time but that's pretty much it that's my cat's personalities i'm probably missing some stuff uh trying to get through this quickly and carly probably has like much more descriptive ways of describing them but really whenever we have the the wives on again we'll have to get their descriptions of the animals see we could probably spend a whole hour with carly describing like in detail the personalities of of lewis because he's he is full of personality. He likes to smell things. He loves to smell things. But will tell you, you will know if he doesn't like it. He will gag if he doesn't like it. Almost instantly. It's very quick. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I've probably had him smell everything that I've eaten in that house. That's It's the rule. He has yeah. to smell it. You just got to do it. Because he would always, whenever I would come, um, he always would hang out by me for whatever reason. Probably because he knows I'm allergic to cats. But I don't react to... He likes to be places where he's not supposed to, so... I don't react to your cats allergically. Like, I don't know if you guys just take really good care of your cats and really good care of your house, but, like, a lot of people's houses, like, I can't be in their houses for... Two, like, we went to Jess's mom's house last weekend for a game night, and the previous owners had a cat. And I can if I'm in the house for, like, an hour, hour and a half... There we go. There it is. Dave was asking for it in the chat, so we had to to make it happen. But uh, I go over there, and the cat used to live in the house, hasn't even lived in there for a long time. And it's not like their house is dirty or anything like that, but I just react to the cat. Like, I, if I'm there for an hour, my throat starts to get scratchy. Like, it, I can tell Jake's not going to have a great night of sleep afterwards. He's going to struggle. But, like, the entire time I've stayed with you guys, both times, I have not reacted to your cat whatsoever. So It's because they're perfect, man. I'm telling you, I grew up such an anti-cat person, and Carly could tell a million stories about how I almost immediately sacrificed the ability to be in a relationship with her because of the mean things I said about cats. Um, but I adapted, overcame, and now I am a cat person for sure. I still like dogs. I'm 100%. Still but a dog I person. love cats. But I do like cats. Especially your cats. Good cats. Anyway. Good cats. Quick little, uh, yes, and so, okay, really quick, because we're almost out of time, but Dave, to to chime in on this really quick, my aunt, for whatever reason, she'll never let it go. One of my aunts that lives back in Iowa, every time somebody talks about our cats, she goes, if everybody had cats like they have cats, then everybody would want cats, you know what I mean? Like, they would yeah. like cats, um, so, and my aunt is an avid cat hater. Like, she does not like cats at all. But she always says the same thing about uh, Lewis. He is a he's a dog cat. He's got everything that's perfect about a cat, but has the personality with like a dog. Uh, we yeah, call Miley our cat dog because she likes to get on the back of the couch, like I imagine yeah. cats do. Uh, surprisingly, less often than you'd think. But actually, Lewis is the one that does that sometimes. They got their spots though. All right, rate your that's last it. beer. That's all I got. Uh, okay. Um, I feel like this is strikingly similar to the last O'Fallon I had, but not having them side by side, I don't know. 
I'd say 275 for me. It's okay. There's not a lot of that flavor that comes through of what they're describing as the cream cookie. You can taste mm. it a little bit, but mostly it's just a stout. So 275. Mine is a 375. The flavors definitely come through, but it's a little heavy, like <clears throat> heavy on the stomach. So I couldn't drink more than like probably like two or three of these and I'd be done. So that's why it gets a little bit of a lower rating, but we're also on YouTube. Obviously, if you're watching uh, live, we are on YouTube Two Average Husbands. Probably the best way to do it if you want to interact with us and have a good time and participate to do it on YouTube live with us and chime in in the chat. Uh, you could also watch live, though, on Twitter and on Twitch. Only comment on Twitch and YouTube, though. If you try to do it on Twitter, it's not going to reach us properly. There's just still some issue that I, we don't know what the answer to that is yet. Uh, you can also stream us on any of your streaming platforms from the podcast perspective. So Spotify, uh, Google podcast, stuff like that. You can find us pretty much everywhere. If you can't find us and you want to let us know, and we'll try to figure that out or Jake will, I'll make him do it because he's pretty good at that. Um, other than that, I think that's all I have except for to say topics and beers. If you have ideas about them or you want to participate or give them to us, absolutely do it. And we will bring those topics like Jake did today or those beers like we're trying to do for Dave once we can find that beer. Uh, we'll absolutely take your guys' input as well. Jake, close us out. As always in the description of everything that we post, except for the YouTube videos, I gotta go back and update them all. Check out our link tree. If you guys like craft beer, make sure you sign up through to Tavor through our link so that we can both get some free beer out of it. Um, I will make sure to share it with Kyle since I have already, I got a lot of beer that's coming on the way. A lot of really cool beers to, to try on the pod here, but thank you guys as always for tuning in. Make sure you support us on any of the platforms that we are on. Um, it really helps uh, for any future that we have with this podcast, whether it's if we ever get a sponsor or anything like that, we were supposed to have one. It fell through. I'm sorry. Um, Kyle didn't get some free beer out of it. Oh, no. <laughs> but anyways, thank you guys for all the support that you do give us. We do appreciate every last one of you, every one of you that tunes in every single week. Bring your friends. Tell your friends about it. Tell your family about it. Share it on social media. Get in the chat and have some fun with us. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you all in next week's episode. And as always, don't forget 